Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we're two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. You know, RV show season is approaching... There's going to be a lot of RV shows, especially in January, I noticed. Yeah, I think it's going to be... All over the country. Quite popular this year, and Peggy is adding new shows regularly. We have an article that we wrote a little while ago, 23 tips on how to get the most out of an RV show. And if you're a subscriber to our weekly newsletter... You will get a link to that. It will be in the show notes for this episode of the Stresses Camping Podcast, stressescamping.com, or your buddy Google can just find it for you. <laughs> what a nice guy. Yeah. Well, how do we know Google's a guy? Could be oh, a lady. Oh, good question. That's right? a very good question. Oh, we never know. Speaking of seasons, this season we have had a lot of boondockers Boy, have we come ever. to our property. We are a boondockers welcome host. And we've met some of the greatest people and just had the most awesome guests. We have two coming up this coming weekend. And by the same token, we love when we are traveling and we get to be guests of Boondockers Welcome Sites and Harvest Host Sites. We have had some of the neatest experiences. The Rat Rod Car might be my favorite, but train (laughs) museums and... Just all kinds of crazy places that we've stayed. People's houses, of course. It was the first time we ever used Starlink was at a Boondockers Welcome House. That's right. So if you are looking to travel and save a whole lot of money, we have a discount to Boondockers Welcome. And effectively what that is, is you take your fully contained RV, doesn't matter what configuration, motorhome, travel trailer, fifth wheel, whatever, and you can stay on people property and sometimes for multiple days we've had some guests stay three or four days or sometimes just as you're getting where you're getting and you could use that as a free overnight stay the way it works is you pay an annual fee to boondockers welcome and then you can see all of the thousands and thousands of people that have signed up to be hosts and work out to stay with them it's a great system And it just speaks to the generosity of RVers and people. And we have a discount. We do indeed. Speaking of cool people. Yes. Man, oh man, we have some great guests this week. (laughs) And we are, you know, what always happens when we talk to guests about going places is we decide we want to go those places. So let's talk to April and Deborah about Camp Carpe Diem. Today, we're very excited to have not one, but two guests. (laughs) April Pishna and her husband, Ken, have a website called Living a Stout Life. And Deborah and Barry Benton have a website called The Virtual Campground. And together, they have come up with a fabulous idea called Camp Carpe Diem. And we're going to learn all about them and their sites and their events. Welcome. We're excited to be here. Um, my name's Ken. Just kidding. Ken's not here. I'm April. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm funny. I'm one half, well, one quarter of the group that created Camp Carpidium. And I am another quarter, Deborah Benton. 
and half, I guess, of the virtual campground. Though I think I'm at least three quarters. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you could be whatever you like right. since you don't have. They're not here. Neither of you have the other halves to <laughs> complain. We just wanted to make sure all your listeners, guys, can do some math. You know, before we get started, so we're just playing right, with right. Practice. Wake everybody up. What's one third of one half? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and here's something interesting. So the people listening, wherever you're listening, and we appreciate you, of course, don't realize that Deborah and April are in different places. And so that brings up my question. How did you get together to work as a partnership? Because I believe you're both full timers, correct? Correct. Correct. I mean, I guess I'm going to say our, my version because my memory is so different and everybody has different perspectives. It's hilarious. But and then maybe sure. Deborah, you can correct me if I'm wrong or add in whatever I missed out. You're never wrong. <laughs> oh, I love you. I'm always right. OK. <laughs> <laughs> my husband and I have been full timing for five years. So and we started living a stout life, which is basically kind of traveling around, um, telling people about craft beer guides and adventuring and how to live a life of excitement and being a full bodied life. And Deborah and Barry, we met them on the road at the RV Entrepreneurs. I'm sure that conference, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard of that and that podcast as well. But we met mm -hmm. on the road, became pretty good friends and started traveling together. And what, three, four years ago, we were sitting around a campfire, as we usually do, hanging out, traveling together. Drinking beer. Drinking beer, of course. <laughs> I was going to ask if there was beer involved. <laughs> All great ideas come from drinking beer and never does a great idea start from eating a salad but it comes from drinking no gosh right. no yeah so we are sitting around just you know having fun making up things and saying what if we did this and we could do this and we could do this and having all these grandiose ideas and somewhere along the way was it barry maybe who said something like we could have this event where everybody comes together and we just have fun and we're like, sure, sure, why not? And then lo and behold, a year later, we actually started the thing and we're like, uh oh, we really did this. <laughs> yeah, I think it was one of those times where you have an idea around a campfire. And how many of those ideas really ever end up happening? But we got started. I don't really remember who started the ball of just activating on it and uh, and said, no, we want to have some fun and we want to get together because you know, I know you guys, when you're traveling, have traveled with people, yes. met up with people. And that's kind of the most fun when you have other people hanging out. I mean, there's a lot of times when it's full timers, we're by ourselves. But when we can meet up with friends, you know, it's it just makes it more special. So we thought, well, we have found a group of people that we love. So let's help some other people find people that they love and do activities that they enjoy. Not go to a conference where you have to listen to talking heads. Just have fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. And you're right. I mean, traveling with others brings another dimension to this whole experience, whether you're full-time or part-time or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One of the things that we also like to do with Camp Carpe Diem, and we fondly call it CCD. So if you hear us talking about CCD, <laughs> very quickly become to, to make part of our event is that we host it in different locations every year. Mm -hmm. So because the purpose of traveling is to be able to get out there and enjoy the different beautiful areas that are sure. available to us. So we want to host it and have access to so many travelers too. So we host it in a different location every year and then get people out there into those locations into the the companies that make the businesses that make the area really great too, the trails that make the area great, the beautiful spots that make it great. So 
for us, we've met a lot of people who really know how to work well on the road. Like they, they've nailed down their companies or their whatever they're doing, whether they're retired or not. They've nailed down that section of staying busy. But people are still struggling on finding that spot of like, dude, we're in this great spot. We have to enjoy this area. And so that's what we like to do, too, is get people out there <laughs> to enjoy it and to enjoy it together. That's good because we fall into that category way too often. Yeah. We go somewhere new and fabulous and fantastic and we sit in the campground work. Through that whole experience. (laughs) It's happened more than I think I'm even willing to admit. (laughs) Yeah. Is, you know, it's like you fly your Starlink dish or whatever. And then your friends say, hey, did you see, you know, the magical falls or whatever? And you're like, no, but I wrote an article. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we we also try. I mean, not only do we want to help people connect to each other, but also to new activities. So to that end, to get out and uh, do something maybe they haven't tried before. I know the Pishnas are huge mountain bikers. And so there have been several people that, you know, wanted to try mountain biking, but uh, that's a hard thing just to start by yourself. So um, that they've enabled some of the folks during our weekend to connect with other mountain bikers and get out on a trail and do some mountain biking. So that's been fun or hikes to those magical falls that, you know, you didn't know were there. (laughs) And then Barry, my husband is a professional photographer. So he, he loves helping people go find the magical falls or the beautiful thing and take really great images from that. And he is a fantastic teacher of photography. So he really helps people, whether it's with their iPhone or a real deal is it DLSL? You'd think I'd know married to a person. Yeah. <laughs> it's his passion, not yours. <laughs> yeah, but you'd think after this many years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he helps them take great pictures of these beautiful places that we go to with Camp Carpe Diem. And I would even say that even if you don't have an interest in mountain biking or hiking or photography or any of those things or whatever we end up doing, there's it's so much more centered around just being together with other people that we've had plenty of people that show up that just love being at the campfires that we host or just love being at the mm-hmm. community dinners that we have. Because, again, it's just more about the connection. We just happen to have those activities in addition to, like, the more important part of just making friends while on the road. Because so many we don't want to hear someone saying that they don't like traveling because they're lonely. That's right. Well, and we don't want people to be discouraged from going to a Camp Carpe Diem because they think they're going to get forced into mountain biking. Mm. Right. (laughs) No, I don't ever mountain bike. So no. (laughs) But I mean, it goes back to that RV Entrepreneur Summit spawned a lot of businesses, collaborations, Mm -hmm. friendships. I mean, we've met a bunch of people through. We've only uh, got to go to one. We've only gone to the one in Colorado. Ah which was smaller. And even then we've made friendships and these gatherings. I mean, that's why we advocate join something like escapees or FMCA or whatever. If there's a certain passion that you have, like maybe traveling for beer, (laughs) find your tribe and go from that. One of the biggest things and one of the coolest things that we've done is we do a a collaborative brew with the local breweries everywhere we go. So the first year when we did this in 2021 is in Uray and we did it kind of separate. That was a, we did a collab brew with Strangecraft in Denver and we did the whole, like everybody, the partners show up and we brew a beer with them 
like a month beforehand and then the brewery hosts basically our opening night social and then we get crawlers for all of our attendees so this is becoming kind of a standard it's not like a guarantee that it's going to happen every time but it's becoming a standard <laughs> that's fantastic yeah the second annual one we were so excited we were brewing with oscar blues in brevard north carolina outside of Asheville, and so that was fantastic and they hosted our opening night social and then last year we where were we last year oh my gosh last year in montana we did it with sacred waters brewing company in kalispell and it was amazing and then this year we're super stoked because we're going to be in hot springs arkansas and we're doing it with superior bathhouse brewery and it's oh, the same thing opening night social and superior is just to give them a shout out is one of the only breweries maybe the only brewery that's literally located in a national park yeah and it's it's hot springs water that's potable. So it comes out of the ground at 140 degrees and they pretty much brew with that water. So it's so unique to come there and like do these breweries like that. I love that that's a piece of it. And even if you don't drink, I love that. which we have several attendees that don't drink at all. There's so many different options to just come and hang out. And what we've learned about beer is beer just brings people together. And so that's why yeah. that is kind of a piece of it. Beer is very approachable and I mean, I like wine too, but beer is just, it's almost like a drinkable campfire. Oh, I like uh, that. <laughs> oh, man. All right, who's going to trademark that first? There. This should be a t-shirt. <laughs> this, this should be a t-shirt? Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> but we go out to, like, we try to bring it out to local restaurants and local breweries, or if there's distilleries, or uh, they just think local wineries, vineyards, we try to do everything local. We want to support the local businesses around there, too. Sure. That's the whole sure. purpose of that. Absolutely. The hard thing right now for me, now all I want to talk about is breweries, <laughs> but we can't because there's other stuff to talk about. So that just means you have to buy a ticket and come to CCD and that's all we can talk about if you'd like. Or we I can think talk we about might other need to. I know. And we've been there to that brewery in Hot Springs. Yes. And it's a neat place to visit if you haven't been to Hot Springs, Arkansas. It's it's very unusual and beautiful. Yeah, so we're excited. Okay, so we're talking about Camp Carpe Diem. We're talking about it. We're talking it up. Everybody's excited. They want to go. How do we find out? How do we go? How do we learn? Actually, this one, CCD 2024, is going to be held in the spring, and it's going to be in Hot Springs, Arkansas, May 16th through the 20th, 2024. So it's a very long weekend of a lot of fun, a lot of also a little bit of relaxation in with the fun. A ton of connecting. Let's say a lot of relaxation. But you get to pick your level of relaxation. Yeah, yeah you right. can choose your level of how much fun you want or how much relaxation you want or how much whatever. Anyhow, yes. And it's at Hot Springs Off-Road Park. So it's a great campground. Amazing people. We're super excited for this one. And the great thing about this campground, it's Hot Springs um, Off-Road, is that there's a variety of choices. People can boondock if they like. They don't have full hookups yet, but they have electrical water. They also have tent sites and a cabin. So people can, we've had people come that actually weren't even in their RV stay in a cabin and join us. So there's quite a few choices. You said this will be your third Camp Carpe Diem? Fourth. 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 And then are you finding a lot of repeat people or absolutely newer? Definitely the majority seem to be repeats. We have a very strong group of people that, um, in fact, I, one of them in particular that comes to mind, 
She's bound and determined to come to Hot Springs because she's like, I'm, I'm on a roll. I've been here three times. I'm not going to just miss the fourth one, you know, even her. Right? <laughs> I think she's supposed to leave for Italy like the next week. And she's like, no, no. I'm oh, gosh. <laughs> she's like, I, I don't care. I'm going right, anyway. Exactly. But it's funny because we do have a group of core people that have been coming since the beginning. But there's also like so many people that we get that we don't know where they came from or who they are and then when we meet them at ccd they just become kind of great friends or they've connected with somebody else who becomes great friends so it's really cool to see that connection built up afterwards so through our um via our communications that we do through the event there's just this conversation that continues months after the event where people are continually meeting up and that's what really makes us smile because that's the whole goal of it is to bring that connection typically what type of rigs show up is it everything from tents to class Anybody, a's or everybody we have people who have like class c super like super c's truck campers all the way up to very large class a's. i mean barry and i are a 36 foot class a you guys are a c 24 feet we've even had people that had just the tents above the cars or tents oh fun so we we get vans we get the, the whole variety. Oh, mm-hmm. we also even do like rig tours too. So at the because people oh. are always interested yeah. in rigs, so it's really cool to like see everybody's rigs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's always fun, especially because I don't know if anybody ever buys an RV and doesn't immediately make changes. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, and plus you just want to see how they've stored things. We had this last year. We had several people that were in vans, and to see how van people that are full timers can put. I mean, because I might have gone from a house to a 37 foot and that was a huge difference, but I can't imagine now taking what I've got in my RV and putting it into a van. And those people are, they're pretty amazing how, how clever they are, where they put things. So that was a fun tour. Yeah. Is it a family friendly event or is it very much geared toward adults only and how many people come? Yeah, it is an adults only camp. Okay because we want to just get out there and have fun. And it's kind of funny last year how much we were saying, like, this is why this is an adult, because I don't want to deal with the kids. (laughs) We love kids. We have kids. And many of us have grandkids, and they have kids, too. So, But this one is just more for the adults to get out there and feel like a kid again. One of our taglines is, this is an adult camp. You know, so it's essentially, it's a weekend for you to get to let loose and and have fun and not not worry because the great thing is we've already got it planned. You don't have to even make plans. You show up and get yourself hooked up. And then once you're there, we're going to take care of you from there. And it's just a lovely weekend for people to come and not have to worry about things and just have fun. I like it. So are people making their own reservations at this campground or do they just get in touch with you and you handle even the reservation part? How does that part work? No, we do have them um, make the the reservation with the campground themselves because a lot of people do come in early or stay longer. And so Mm -hmm. we don't want to mess with that. And, you know, plans change. So we find Mm -hmm. it easier to let them go directly to the campground. And then they go to campcarpidm.com to register and buy tickets to the actual event. You were asking earlier um, about how many rigs or things like that, but we, oh, yeah. we like to cap it at around 50 attendees or 50 campers. We call them campers, but because we want it to be more of an intimate event where you can get to know each other and hang out and not have, you know, three, 400 people where you can't meet people. This is more to right. yeah. meet community and find your tribe on the road. And that's something about like a big FMCA convention. There's a thousand, twelve hundred rigs yeah, or whatever. It's too much. It's a lot of people, but we've still made friends. So. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> you can find your tribe among a bunch of people, but 
this way it's a little bit closer. The campfires are very inclusive of everyone and you really make some deep connections. I mean, to what April was saying earlier, the people have stayed in contact with one another afterwards. We saw the other day on the, we use WhatsApp to communicate back and forth. And on that, somebody was having some issues with her trailer and somebody, a couple of the other people were telling her, okay, go do this and help, and you know, helping one another. And that's, we love that. That's one of our favorite things. Or they'll meet up, we'll see them that they met up in Sedona together, you know, separate from all of us, but just, hey, I'm in this area and they'll meet up. And that, that is what we want. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And and we've had that with, some of the gatherings we've been to where we've, I mean, I can't advocate it more. It's, it's kind of cool to have this group of people who, for example, we just were at balloon fiesta with friends. We had met at a FMCA convention. Right. And we went to New Orleans and we hung out with friends. We had, we met them at the RV entrepreneur. That's right. It just makes the travel so much more fun to me. Yeah. You just, that added because it does get you out of your rig. You won't sit there and on Starlink when you go, <laughs> right? <laughs> People pounding on your door. Get out here and drink a oh, beer. <laughs> oh, ask me twice. <laughs> and it also sometimes exposes you to things. Maybe you know they have an interest in something you don't, and so it gets you out to see something unique and new that you wouldn't have probably done if left. Right. That's true. Yeah. And sometimes you meet up with people who are very familiar with where you are and can be great tour guides. Oh, absolutely. So that, that too. Yeah. Backstory, Deborah, how did you get into the, your full-time RVer? How did that come about? And, and you have a website with some really great tips. So thank you. How did Um, that happen? So the short story is because there's a much longer, if my husband was here, he, I would put, throw him under the bus, but I won't. But the short story is basically I had left corporate America and my husband was already a remote worker and our children were in college. As a photographer, he liked to go out and take pictures of pretty places. And he was doing it in our Jeep and sleeping in the Jeep. So he's like, well, what if we got a rig and we went around? Would you go with me? And I said, sure. And then that suddenly became three months later that we were selling our house and moving into an RV. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. I'm not not really. Yeah, I know. What kind of was? And the first year we rushed around because he thought any day now I'm going to tell him, no, I want to go home. And um, (laughs) of course, I don't know where he thought I was going to go since we sold the house and everything that went in it. (laughs) We finally, I said, this is okay. I'm okay. We can do this. And so, yeah, we've now just had our five-year anniversary, which is shocking to me. It goes very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We started the virtual campground about uh, four years ago. We we actually bought it from someone that had it and have been keeping it up. And it's our it was our way initially of connecting with people and building community because that was the thing that first year that I really missed. I felt lonely and, and disconnected from people. Yeah. So we started the virtual campground to give people information, to help connect with people. We had a um, we have a YouTube channel that we loved getting on because then people would chat with us. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> we talked to people. And we did interviews similar to what we're doing today. We just had fun. And then we already had met the Pishnas. And like we said, that story, we just, it all snowballed. You've done a really nice job of kind of fancying it up, for lack of a better description. I attribute a lot of that to my husband because the photographs are so awesome. Oh, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. I think that, that helps it quite a bit. Since we got to talk to Deborah about this, April, how did you get into this lifestyle? And 
have you always loved beer? <laughs> beer. It's funny because our stories are actually quite similar. When Kenny and I were thinking about it, I was a teacher. And so basically our initial plan, we lived in Denver, the Denver suburbs. And our initial plan was when our kids, our boys were going to move out and kind of start getting their own lives going. We were going to move to the mountains and that just didn't quite work out. I couldn't find a job that I really wanted. So I heard a podcast on my 60 minute commute to work teaching one day called the RV entrepreneur and people living in an RV. And we were not RVers. We were tent campers and what car campers and I was just like wait you can live in an RV what huh <laughs> and so I brought that idea back home one one day and told Kenny I was like what why don't we instead of moving to the mountains and having another house and another mortgage and another thing that keeps us down we've always loved traveling so why don't we live in an RV and travel around in an RV and so we started planning for that and I quit my teaching job Ken had already had already had an online like he could work from anywhere position. The boys, we kept our house actually for a while. So the boys um, had a couple of roommates move in. Our youngest was in college at the time, so he didn't pay rent or anything. So we kept the house for a while and we took off. So we joked that we left our kids. <laughs> <laughs> and we were trying to figure out like, okay, everybody kept telling me I can teach English on the road or teach on the road. And I'm like, it's not the same and I don't want to teach on the road. So we were like, what are we going to do? For our business, like, how are we going to create this? And your question was, do I always, did I always like beer? Beer became a really big part to us after Opre Ski. We were, like, always on the mountain snowboarding. And so after a snowboard, after, like, a day of snowboarding, we would sit down at the bar and, like, these dark beers came into play years ago. We're like, what is this? And they were mm. just this, such a good, like, cozy after a day on the mountains, this dark beer that had so much flavor. And so with that came this adventure side. It, like beer has always been connected to this adventure piece for us and um, a community piece. So we're thinking living a stout life. Stout. It's a full-bodied life. It's a double yeah. end. And so let's, we're like, let's travel around the country and create guides and get other people to the beer because the beer is what's about the community. And we've always said that like beer is about more than just the beer. It's about the people you meet around it. This big uptick in small local breweries really makes me happy <laughs> because you can go places and and there's so many different styles and again i could talk for hours about it <laughs> it's pretty amazing yeah well if you want to talk for or listen for hours about it then you go and listen to april and ken's podcast that's correct right? <laughs> and another hey. thing on your website we have a I contest? love the beer map. Well, that's another thing. I'm glad you brought that up because we spent, I swear, we probably, whenever we're traveling somewhere, we're terrible at planning. We do not plan nothing because we have a small 24-foot RV. So we can pretty much park in almost one parking space. And the first yep. two years of traveling, we only had the RV and the mountain bikes. We didn't have a car or anything with us. So we would always just pull in and... And, but it would take us hours to try to figure out where's the mountain biking trails that's close enough to a camp to a camping area, dispersed campsite, because we rarely ever did campgrounds or anything like that. And then where's the brewery? So we're like spending time and time trying to match up this app with this app with this app with this app. I'm like, oh, if we were at a startup or had, you know, all the time in the world and all the money in the world, there'd be this fabulous app right now. But we put together that map on our website that has at least we're trying to update it where there's mountain biking trails right next to breweries. That's... Brilliant. Okay. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And where do people find your podcast? It's called the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast. 
and you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts or you can just go to livingastoutlife.com and it's on there as well. And can I say that they should come listen because we're going to talk to you guys Heck later yeah. on Live on Adventure. Yeah. So we can talk all about beer if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I could just go from brewery to brewery and then go to the local train museum, I'd be a happy lad. There you go. <laughs> so we don't really need the mountain bike trail. We need the electric bike trail right. to get from brewery to brewery. <laughs> I don't know if that's more dangerous or less dangerous. <laughs> yeah, right. right. They're both bikes, but on a- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I may or may not have fallen off my bike once after a night of fun, but I'm not going to. May or may not have. No reason. May or may not have. No, no, no. That goes in the other podcast. <laughs> That's funny. And then when you make those friends like you guys who have a stationary home, and if you have space, then there's mooch docking. That's why we bought right? this property so that we'd have yeah. room for that. Boondockers, welcome, loves us. Yeah. There are quite a few great places you can stay that are breweries yes that's kind of how we i plan our travels is like from harvest host brewery to harvest host brewery yep (laughs) to get from one side of the country to the other it's funny because we actually even wrote five or six guides that are literally like harvest host breweries that match up with mountain biking trails within 50 miles so it has like the harvest host brewery and then here are the mountain biking trails and then here are like closer breweries with closer mountain biking trails and so we linked up and did uh, some teamwork with harvest host on that great I'm going to have to dig more into your site. Deborah. predominantly your content is written form blogs, and that's sort of where we focus as well. So tell us a little more about that because not, you know, there's so many people like, oh, you need a YouTube channel to be whatever. And I disagree. I do too. We do have great, I think, great blogs in that we try to share a lot about our travels and and to what April was saying, talk about places, great places to go, campgrounds. We do have a YouTube channel and do some short videos about campgrounds as well so people get a feel for what they look like. Those two things feed each other. That helps us because sometimes we're very visual. I think it's the photography part of it. And so that gives us an opportunity to really showcase it. So that's probably why we don't have a podcast because I can't figure out how to show pictures in a podcast. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We do a lot. So a lot of times if somebody really wants to see a place, you know, the virtual campground is a great place to go visit to find what it looks like because we'll have some photographs from it that Barry has taken or it'll connect to the video that has a lot of photographs. I never have to carry my camera. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I take a, I do take a camera, though, or my phone at least, is to get pictures of people because my husband's horrible about taking pictures of people. He likes He's all in the scenery. <laughs> and more and more, a phone is a oh not God. horrible camera. No, they're really getting really, really smart and good. Yeah, in fact, he actually does photography workshops as well. He just had one in Arkansas. And I think several folks, you know, will have their cameras and take nearly as good of pictures as they are with their point and shoots. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the camera you always have with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the, he will even tell you that's the most important thing is carry your camera all the time. Even if it's your iPhone, then at least, you know, you have it and, and just take lots of photos and then, You play with them and you'll get better. It's not like in the days when you had to have rolls of film stuffed in your pockets Ah, and then ah, you had ah, to develop ah, it ah. all. And then and then you go, oh, and I didn't get it. Yeah. Oh, I took seven pictures of this thing and I wasted a whole roll of film and I didn't even get what I wanted. Everything's blurry. One more time, if you would 
tell us how do you find Camp Carpe Diem and when it's going to be and do you know how much space is still available? Yes. Okay, so first of all, you can find all the information at campcarpedium.com, which is C-A-M-P-C-A-R-P-E-D-I-E-M.com. It's May 16th through the 20th, 2024, and Hot Springs, Arkansas, that our base camp is at Hot Springs Off-Road Park, but everything else, we like travel around the area to explore the entire area and region. And um, right now, we are lucky enough to have a fairly decent amount of spots open, so get going. But we can tell you this, it's early bird pricing right now, up until midnight, December 24th. So this is a great little, you know, holiday gift. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And for all you listeners, if you use the code NOSTRESS, so all caps, N-O-S-T-R-E-S-S, you get $15 off. Fantastic. Yep. And then also, if you want to get the best camp sites next to your lovely hosts, which is myself and my husband, Ken, and Deborah and Barry from us, because, you know, people love us. Just kidding. But anyhow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get the best sites, um, we do have a block of RV sites and tent sites reserved through November 19th. That's, But it's still open to the public afterwards. You can still make your reservations at the campground as well. I promise to be in that block. I hope to see you there. We'd love to get just new people and anybody. It can be full-time travelers, part-time travelers, wannabe travelers, locals, because, I mean, everybody there is just welcome. It's just building a community. I think we actually are going to be able to do it. We're going to be on our way to teach some classes in Illinois and Minnesota. But I think that it will be right on the route. That would be awesome. Would be and we could go back and s- sit in the hot. I could get in hot water without getting yelled at. So there's always that. Absolutely. And if anybody has any questions, they can certainly email April and I at Deborah at campcarpedm.com or April at campcarpedm.com. Great. Okay. Seize the day. Come and join us. Yeah. Yes. That's Carpe Diem. We are also actively seeking sponsors, too. So if you want to get your names out there, because we want to promote local businesses or local RV or any kind of RV companies or travel companies, we want to promote them, too, and help give them unique marketing thing, marketing opportunities. So we are actively seeking sponsors as well as affiliate partners. So if anybody wants to help spread the word, we just really want to build that community all across the country. So maybe even the world. That sounds awesome. Well, April and Deborah, thank you so much for spending this time with us, telling us about this, getting us excited for yet another thing to add to our 2024 calendar. We can't wait to come and camp with you at Camp Carpe Diem, but also come back and talk with you about beer. So we will put links to your websites and then also we'll put a link to the podcast that we're guests with you. Yay. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, we were honored to be on it and thank you very much. This has been fun and, and hope that we can see you out on the road, not only in hot springs, but other times as well. For sure. Absolutely. You know, April or Deborah, I forget, said that there are sites with various, you know, hookup levels at the campground where Camp Carpe Diem is being held. So if you wanted to book a dry site, that would be okay if you were like us and had a power package from ABC Upfitters. We are looking to book our site with no hookups because... We don't need them for a lot of the stays, including I had mentioned Boondockers Welcome earlier and for staying here at Camp Carpe Diem. So you have the opportunity to save a little money and use the system in your RV. And if you don't have the system in your RV to be able to really camp off the grid, well, gosh, you could give our friends at ABC Upfitters a call and they can answer your questions about solar and lithium and RV power systems. 
You can call them at 574-293-9399 or just find them through the link on our show notes at stresslesscamping.com. They're just really good people to work with. They use Mastervolt components which have been tested in the marine industry where there's a very low tolerance for failure being out on the ocean and good stuff good people and they are happy to talk to you and answer your questions at 574-293-9399 so tony do you have a gadget or an rv for us this week well unbeknownst to peggy i spent some money what uh yeah well Mike Sokol, the RV electricity expert, and I are going to be doing a live feed tonight. If you're listening to this on Thursday, November 16th, we will be doing a live feed at 5 p.m. Mountain Time and however the heck that works out to your own (laughs) time because I don't get time zones. But anyway, what we are going to be talking about is the new Ram Charger pickup that Stellantis announced. And it is, I think, the most game-changing new new pickup out there because it's got great cargo hauling capacity 2600 pounds it's got 14,000 pounds of towing capacity it's got 690 miles of range so it's both an electric vehicle and a gasoline vehicle and it works kind of like a railroad locomotive it's just neat and i think it is literally the most game-changing new truck that has been announced thus far And I put a deposit on one. Excuse me while I pick myself up off the floor. (laughs) I knew all the words except those last few. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, if you want to learn more about this and from the standpoint of the electrical aspect of it, Mike Sokol is going to have some great insight on it. And I used to write a syndicated car column, so I know my way around engines and such. So live feed tonight. There'll be a link in the show notes. You'll get a link in the email newsletter, or we're going to put it on our various social media places so you can find us and tune in. Love to have you there. Good thing we didn't take a lot of time to put stuff in our new truck so we could well, put it in the new truck. <laughs> it's not coming until 2025. So oh, okay. We got time. I'm going to basically be there with my dark glasses and tin cup saving up my ducats for this new rig. <laughs> Remember the old days when you just used to go wait in line outside the store for three yeah. days? <laughs> now you put a $100 deposit down and you get a place in line. All right. Well, maybe I'll go console myself by eating dessert. You know, in the past, we have had Thanksgiving food episodes on Thanksgiving, which every year we realize is kind of silly because now Thanksgiving's over. Yeah. You hear the episode the day after Thanksgiving and you're like, well, I wish I had known that before. And I think that maybe we've covered all the different aspects of Thanksgiving dinner, how to cook a turkey, favorite side dishes, things like that. This year, this week, I just wanted to just kind of throw out some dessert ideas in case you're not sure what dessert you like for Thanksgiving. And I will put those previous episodes in the email newsletter. Okay, great. Actually, kind of our new favorite because it's, you know, it follows our low carb diet is pumpkin whip. And there is a recipe on the website. We'll put a link to that. We really, really like it. It's our version of 
pumpkin pie, but without the well, crust and everything. And it's super easy and it tastes really good. So yeah. easy and delicious are always two thumbs ups. If you wanted to fancy it up maybe and stay pretty low carb, low, you know, gluten free, maybe put a layer of Cool Whip on top. Maybe add cool a fit. pecan crust on the bottom because that would be, you know, no flour. But anyway, <laughs> now that I'm done drooling all over my microphone about pumpkin whip and pecan crust, we've talked to Manya a couple of different times, but she has pie irons and we love when we go camping with her and we take the pie irons and make, you know, like cherry pies or use whatever kind of pie filling and biscuits or whatever and make pies over the fire. So that is if you're camping and you think you don't have time or space to make a dessert, bam, pie irons. (laughs) Of course, there's always the option of buying a pre-made pie if you're going camping. But let's not forget, a lot of us do have RV ovens, even if they're small. And lousy. If you (laughs) wanted to buy a frozen pie and take it to the campground and bake it in your oven, imagine how warm and delicious your camper would feel. And smell. And smell, right. I think that those RV ovens, that might be one of the few things you can actually successfully cook in the darn thing. (laughs) Anyway, what's your favorite dessert? I'm curious to hear it's not going to be the question of the week that's just like a bonus question go ahead oh. and go ahead and write in and answer it anyway <laughs> <laughs> speaking of questions of the week last week someone had written in and asked us to ask this question i'm sorry again that i don't remember who but how do you feel about site locking fees yeah people were pretty specific about it yeah so a lot of people don't bother a lot of people haven't been to a campground that has that kind of a fee some people are just completely against it and they won't do it they think it's the campground trying to steal their money (laughs) (laughs) but you know think about this if you go to a concert don't you like when you get to choose where your own where your seat is right so a lot of people did answer in that manner, like they're willing to pay the fee if they know that there's a specific site. And that's kind of my thought, too. Like a lot of times we're going to a new place that we haven't been before. We don't know which site is which. As long as there's no doggone trees right. overhead. I try to look at an aerial view and find one that has a good northern exposure and then go from there. But I don't think we've done a site locking fee ever. But, you know, I, I can see why... You might. Uh, somebody else pointed out that if you're going as a group and yep. you specifically want two or three sites together, you might want to lock in the sites. Anyway, so, you know, it was a good, good conversations, good combination of answers. And we appreciate that you wrote in and responded and took some time to think about that. You know, the Stressless Campers Facebook group is a good place to basically ask questions without feeling like somebody's going to jump on you or state your opinion again without that. And it's been a really positive, upbeat and informative group and continues to be so. And even to a certain extent, we like when you share camping memes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't want it to only be that, but those are fun. And I know sometimes in groups about specific things, you know, those groups don't like you to share things that aren't specific to the group. Well, if it's a camping meme, that's specific to stressless campers. Come on right. over and share your memes. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't go nuts with that, but yeah, just yeah, right. come on down. Right. <laughs> so, 
Our question for this week is, do you have a go-to meal for your first night at camp? Is it something that's quick and easy? Do you kind of plan this all day? And this time I actually paid attention. And Wendy, thank you for asking that question. (laughs) What is your first night at camp go-to meal? You can share your ideas and tips at our Fun and Friendly Stressless Campers Facebook group. And did you know that once a week, Tony writes a newsletter. He tells you all the things that are going on in the world with stories and videos and podcasts and And reminds you about our own podcast and pickup trucks. And we hope that that newsletter helps you get the most out of your RV experience. And to get on that newsletter list, all you have to do is visit our website and sign up. And please know, we don't share your information. We don't give it away. We don't sell it. We just use it to send you one email per week. And that is it. That's it folks and you will find the notes for this episode including the things we talked about episode 229 on the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com which happens to be where you'll find our discounts and deals for the best deals on the things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure and you know if you have a great deal that you don't see on our page please let us know about it we would love to share it with our audience and get as many people discounts and deals as we can yep and you know we're in all the social places but you can start at stresslesscamping.com and from there jump off to all the various places that you already are because we're there too and you know that you don't want to miss a future episode of the stressless camping podcast and did you know It is free to subscribe on any podcast catcher. How do they do that? I don't know. (laughs) And we're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. As always, we want to remind you a review will help others find our podcast. And when we have more listeners, we can continue to get such great guests like we had today. If you haven't left a review, we would really appreciate it if you would do that. If you don't know how, there are instructions on the website. There are, there are. (laughs) We appreciate that. Of course, you can also share any stories, articles, RV shows, whatever you find on the website, and that helps too. So with that, we really appreciate your being here, and maybe we'll see you at Camp Carpe Diem and Stressless Stressless Camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! You're never wrong. Oh, I love you. I'm always right. Okay.